that place was really interesting. A lot of different diversity of people were coming from trans to really flamboyant gays to uh, judgmental gays. It was. <laughs> You'll always find judgmental gays. Oh. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kay Anderson and you are listening to Lost Spaces, the podcast that mourns the death of queer nightlife. Every episode I talk to a different person about a venue from their past, the memories that they created there and the people that they used to know. Okay, so I know this is going to seem hard to believe, but there was a time way back in the early days of the internet when not every house had the internet, not every computer, every phone, every watch, every TV, every fridge had the internet. And we kind of just read books and stuff. Kind of wild when you think about it. I don't know how we managed. But at this time, there were these things called internet cafes where you could go, pay a little bit of money, and then access a computer that had the internet so you could look things up and shit, right? And the reason that I'm telling you this is because for a lot of queer kids who grew up in the late 90s and the early noughties, having access to an internet cafe was huge, like super, super huge. Here is somewhere that you could go, find a quiet corner, and then discover this whole other world that you kind of knew was out there, but had no access to up until this point. And that is exactly what happened for the Macedonian drag queen Rhonda View, who used chat rooms to find other gay people in her city and take those tentative first steps to becoming the queerdo that she is today. But... We are not here to talk about internet cafes. We are here to talk about Bonnie, a gay bar that was found in Macedonia's capital city of Skopje that Rhonda found thanks to those people that she met through internet chat rooms. And along the way, we talk all about the influence that Drag Race has on our culture, the impact of the pandemic and how that's still going on. Bloody hell. And we debate how high a high heel should be. I mean, should it be five inches, six inches, ten? Hmm, don't know. Anyway, let's get into it. that you might not be heterosexual and you went on ICQ and you looked up that's right gay Macedonia that's right what what was the plan what was the plan I didn't have a plan I just went for it and where was the computer was it in the living room so the computer was not in the living room first of all I didn't have a computer at that time Uh so they were having this uh Internet cafes. <gasps> yes. And then you have all of these computers like lined up one next to another. Mm-hmm. And all of these people are, okay, now we do have this platform and we're using to communicate with other people. And you do usually go by nickname. Mm-hmm. 
And then I found out that you can send photos to people. And I was like trying to talk to girls and like meet them. And then email was introduced at that time. It was still at that like mm -hmm. developing Macedonia in that internet era. Well, now it's like way, way out there. And uh, I'm kind of happy that that happened. I just, I, I guess I just went for it. And it did lead me to a lot of opportunities. So sitting then in the internet cafe. Right. Did you always pick a computer that was away from everyone else's eye line? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm like, I don't want to open a porn website and look at something without being like noticed and judged. And oh, wow, look at him. He's looking at pornos. And then people will start picking up on you. Mm. I mean, at that time I was still known like, oh, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay. But I was hiding it. I'm like, don't say that. I'm not. Ah, okay. So people bullied you and people saw that you were Yeah, gay. I've been yeah. bullied, yeah. But, but so do you remember then the first time you plucked up the bravery to look for gay things whilst at the internet cafe? Yes. Porn. I'm like, okay, what are these two guys are doing here? This is kind of fun. You looked at porn at the internet I cafe. I did, yeah. <sighs> like I was sitting all, like there were computers. Nobody Ooh. could see what you were doing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to open this website and just explore. And then I used to not go to classes and go to the Capitol, which was only like 20 minutes bus ride mm -hmm. and go to an internet cafe and chat with guys. And, and then I started like doing it. I'm like, okay. This is life. I definitely am gay, yeah. Yes. And so who did you talk to? Like, what kind of conversations were you having? So there were, like, these short messages. Like, PLC would stand for place, sex, and location. Uh -huh. And uh, ZDR, which means, like, in Macedonia, like, hello, zdravo. Wait, what does that mean? Hello? Uh, zdravo. Z uh, ZDR, which means zdravo. Hello. Okay. Oh, which means yes. hello, okay. Yeah, so it's like abbreviation of um, hello Stravo. in Macedonia. Yes, Dravo. Yeah. And then uh, ASL, which age, sex, location. Yeah. And that's how every single conversation would start on that platform, like merging platform. Aww. And I did meet a couple of people and I did, some of them I'm still friends. <gasps> yes. But so were you there like just to explore and just to see what it was like or were you like, yes, I want to meet people. Yes, I want to explore this in real life. Uh, I wanted to meet people and that was the way that that internet actually in general opened me to explore like places. Mm -hmm. It kind of, I kind of felt, I wouldn't say secure, but I felt kind of, okay, there's a community out there that is like me, and whoever they are, I am accepted by them. And it, ever since I did that, it was just like, okay, this is something I, I like to do, I guess. And so do you remember in person the first time? Yes, I do remember. Um, so who was the first person? Oh, my God. I cannot recall their name. It's not important. Their name is not important. It's just I gave him my home phone number and he called me. <gasps> yeah. Scary. And I remember my sister one day, she was like, well, this guy called you, but he sounds really feminine. <sighs> I'm like, oh, I know who it is. I don't know what I said at that time. I'm like, okay. So that was my first 
time like trying to set up a meeting and mm-hmm. meet up with a guy. And who was he? Like, how much older was he? Or like, was he older? Was he? He was older than me. He was older than me. Like, I would say he was like between twenty-five and thirty, mm-hmm. and I was third year of high school. To how old? Uh, that's uh, sixteen, seventeen. Okay. Yes. So kind of creepy, but not super creepy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, he was an experienced older guy, and we did hooked up, and I'm like, oh my god. This is happening. It's real. What, you hooked up? Yeah. Okay, well, this went to 100 quite quickly. Wow. Right. So you hooked up on the first time? Yes. Sorry, I'm I'm getting really moralistic here. That's that's okay. I did, I did, I did. I didn't. I'm like, okay, this is uh, something interesting. And ever since I started talking to guys and... Yeah, exploring. Oh, sorry. that I mean, that threw me for a loop. I thought we were going to be talking about like meeting up with people and then just having someone to chat to, but you just went right into the deep end. That's right. <laughs> that was, that's how we started our conversations. So it's, yeah. And, um, but after that, I've learned and I'm like, okay, you really need to talk to people first. And <laughs> I mean, not always. Not well, always, the, the, but like maybe at the beginning when you're just the, That's right. Out. I mean, we were talking. It's like, okay just through phone and stuff like that but and then (laughs) okay so I'm assuming that the first time you were like oh yeah I do quite enjoy this maybe I want to try it a bit more did you meet other people following that I did yes and I did started pouring around in Scorpio (laughs) (laughs) that can be the name of your autobiography right (laughs) (laughs) but okay I'm reading too much into this so correct me if I'm wrong does that mean that you didn't find a group of friends, you just found a group of people to sleep with. That's right. When I first started, I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'll be accepted or it's just like these things that were going through my mind. Like, okay, are you going to be accepted with that group? And but eventually I did. And I become friends with some people. So why did that lead you to whore yourself out then? It's, I don't know. I guess uh, I was afraid. I was afraid people knowing my family and say, hey, mm-hmm. listen, this guy's gay. So it was easier just to have those one-off That's right. For uh, Yeah. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't that long. It was just like for a couple of months until I figured it out. And then after that, when I met people, I'm like, okay, it's... But uh, after like meeting a couple of people, started hanging out with them, and then I learned about this uh, place that I... Uh, it was called Bonnie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my first experience going into a gay club. There was another place that st- is still open. It's called Van Gogh, mm-hmm. which was close to the Central Park in Skopje. And a friend of mine, uh, like, why don't we hang out at Van Gogh? I'm like, sure, why not? And I remember the first time when I got there and I saw all of these people and I got sick like really sick and I had to run to the bathroom. I'm like, oh my God, what if somebody sees me? I was so obsessed of somebody seeing me from my friends. But I just kind of got over that fear and started hanging out in that particular bar more often. Mm-hmm. Then I learned about Bonnie and that place was really interesting. A lot of different diversity of people were coming from trans to really flamboyant gays to uh, judgmental gays. It was. <laughs> You'll always find judgmental gays. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's also part of who we are, being judgmental. We all have opinions, and it's okay to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, we loved it. Sadly, the place 
couple yeah. of years ago closed. So let's go back then to this first time that you ever went there. Who, right. who took you there? Uh, my friend. My friend took me to that place. He was like, oh, yeah, let's go. I'm like, sure, let's check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first I was hesitant. I'm like, I'm not hanging out at that place ever. Because because of internalized homophobia or? That's right. Okay. Everybody knows that place and I don't want to get known about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I had this attitude. Mm-hmm. Still trying to be macho that I like girls, but being really gay deep down in me. Oh, 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 okay, you didn't tell me this. Mm -hmm. Let me understand this. So you were having gay experiences, but you were telling the rest of the world that you were straight. Yeah. And were you having relationships with women? Yes. Actually, no. It was not a relationship, it was just a girlfriend. We would just go out with my friend Mm -hmm. in the local village, and they had these bars. And there was this girl that I used to make out with her. And that, that was it for a couple of months. But do, do, and that's just like kissing? That's right, yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm still a virgin, in quotations. What, <laughs> and did you enjoy that? Uh, Sorry, that did. Kissing a girl, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> I mean, uh, I did at that time. And I was like proving myself, no, you're not gay. I was afraid of being gay in general. Oh, yes. that's interesting. So you said that people identified you as gay, so people were always saying to you, you're gay, you're gay, when you were yeah. younger. Yes, Did... and I was admitting that I'm not. I was admitting that I was not. Yeah, so you were like, yeah, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not, and here's the proof. That's right. I don't know what my question is. I just find that baffling. Like, so did, How difficult was it to balance those two things in your brain? It was difficult. It was difficult. Having older siblings and... Now my brother-in-law and knowing like what they talk about gay people mm-hmm. in general, and I was afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And even my father, and even my family, like they would say it's just even if you are, don't say anything to anybody. Uh, people yuck. will laugh at you. Yuck. People will judge you. And uh, I remember when I first came out as gay, I told my best friend Maria, and I was afraid to tell her that I am gay, but I took, like, all of this courage I had in me and I told her, she so just set said... set the scene for me, set the scene for me. H- how old were you? I was six, 17. Okay. Yeah, and 17. where were you when you told her? I was at her place. Uh-huh. We were having coffee and we were talking, and at that time I met this guy that I fell in love with. <gasps> oh, <laughs> And I was crying, and I was so vulnerable, and uh, she was my shoulder to cry on, and she would say, like, who is this person? I'm like, I really love her, and I was so afraid to tell her, but one day I took, like, really this courage that I had, and I'm like, listen, it's not a female, it's a male, and I fell in love with him. And she was like, well, thank you for telling me, I'm not judging, and I still love you, whoever you are, it's just, you should have told me, like, and now, yeah. and, and ever since then, we became so close. We became best friends, and I'm still friends with her, even though Aww. I'm like. Hi, Maria. Hi, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she accepted me. She really did. She didn't judge me about anything, and she would actually give me advices about, like, hey, don't do this, don't do that. It's not nice. It's. I'm like, okay. Oh, what, what were you doing that wasn't nice? Whoring it's, around? Pretty much. <laughs> and just, like, try to reach people and annoy them. And she was like, don't do that. It's not cute. I'm like, well, 
but I want to be with them. I want to see them next week. I want to see them tomorrow. Oh. She was like, whoa. Oh, so you were clingy. Yeah, I was a bit clingy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so coming out to Maria, did that give you the confidence it to did. then come out to other people? It did, yes. She accepted me. So what? how long did it take you to come out to your family? Or- oh, my, I, <laughs> I came out as gay in front of my family two years ago. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. And uh, I really had to come clean because I lost my mother in 2018. And after my mom passed away, I lost my late boyfriend here in America. And I'm like, I cannot do this. I need to tell the world Mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. So I post a Facebook status, like updated it, and actually, it did cost me my relationship with my middle sister. Oh. It's not like it costed me. It's just like I really had to come out clean. And she did not accept me who I am. And she told her kids, my niece and nephew, not to talk to me ever. So. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's part of life. <laughs> yeah. That's just really crap. It's, it is, it is. And when I went back to Macedonia last year, I saw them, but I didn't see them. So what do you mean? Like you saw them on the street? So or? It's, I, so we were in an event together and we were mm-hmm. sitting at the same table, but I didn't see them. Oh. I'm that kind of a character. When I don't want to see anybody, I'm just going to block them from my view. Like not even try to make an eye contact. So, mm. And it was actually great. I'm better off like that right now. I know it's a sibling, it's family, it's relationships with family and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to, it's, it's about my luck. Yeah. And I absolutely agree. Like there is no point in you trying to convince her or to try and win her over in any way, because that's her issue. It's not your issue, but it's still, it's still exhausting because it's something that you have to be mindful of and you have to try and navigate around. That's right. I had to tell them because I started doing drag Mm -hmm. and they still don't know that I do drag. That's the next step it's going to be. Yeah. It's not easy. But but, so how about the rest of your family? Did it have the same kind of impact with them or? They, I talked to them. I went to see all of my aunts, my cousins, and they're fine with it. They say it's about you. We are accepting of who you are. If you're a good person to me, I'll accept you, regardless of who you are. Mm. So I was actually pretty good to hear from my cousins. That is nice. Yeah. Because it's like, at the end, it's not their business. It's my business. um, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do with my life. It's my life. And so you just mentioned about drag. Yes. Have you only been doing drag for a short while then? Three years. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I would consider myself a baby drag queen, but I'm not that baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you saying you're not that young? Is that what you're saying? Or something else? <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> uh, the pandemic hit. Yeah. And even before I started doing drag, I did not understand drag. And I didn't know that actually people were building careers up from drag. And... I started watching RuPaul Drag Race in 2017. Mm-hmm. Friend of mine from Skopje, actually, he was like, well, you should definitely watch this. I'm like, I don't watch that. I don't understand that. 
I'm never going to watch it. And you know what they say, never say never. And that was coming from a place of internal homophobia or...? Uh, par- parts of it. Okay. Parts of it. But when I met my partner and I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. It's... I have done it, like, one time, and I do like to wear heels. And I remember my friend from grad school, she is from Croatia, and she had those really cute ballroom dancing shoes. And we happened to be the same shoe size, and she was like, I have something for you. I'm like, what do you have? And she gave me these beautiful blue shoes, dancing shoes. I'm like, all right, I'll take them. (laughs) And that was just a trigger to me just to start exploring something. Okay, so... Super simple question. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to learn to walk in heels? I was natural, darling. Ah, amazing. Uh, listen, ever <laughs> since I got like preschool, my aunt's high heels, I used to wear them at home <laughs> and put dresses and dance in high heels and dresses. So you just took that skill throughout your and life. And I did, yeah. <laughs> how, how tall are the tallest heels you can wear? Uh, six inches uh, stiletto. Okay. That's, well, I think you could do more. I think you should try six, harder. Six inch? Yeah, you could do like nine. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you know what a six inch heel is? No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but surely there's higher heights that you could be at. So England, is it with uh, inches or um, imperial system, like metric or...? Well, we measure everything in centimetres apart from penises. Well, interesting. So I don't, I don't know what we do about shoes. I never, I've never looked so into shoes. So that would be, like, since six-inch heel would be 13 centimetres, 14. Yeah, so that's not very big. You could do bigger than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> don't piss me off, please, now. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Six inches. You're brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, no, um, in general, high heels. I do like to wear high heels. Yes, I do. Six inch in, like, in American, it's, it's a lot because it's a flap, like a stiletto, mm-hmm. which is, that's, that's really steep. And I don't have problem with finding shoes. It's pretty easy to find me some. I do have petite feet. I have to say that. <laughs> Just put it out there, put it on the records. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So then, shoes. Shoes were your gateway. Shoes were the thing that encouraged you to explore drag more. What was the next step? Makeup. Like, how do you put all of these things? Like, what does it go on your body? And what is actually drag? Ooh. Do we have enough time to answer that question? What exactly is drag? What is drag, yeah. Uh... A lot of people see drag as, okay, I'm just going to step on the stage and perform the shit out of the stage. Mm -hmm. It is that part of it, but also it's who you are. You have to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why I like heels. It wakes up the drag persona in me, Mm -hmm. the character that she lives in. You can be as, as crazy delusional as you can be, but you still have to be present. And what sells that is the drag persona, like that persona knows what she wants, like that she knows who she is. It's building a really character, mm-hmm. like that exists, but also doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you said just before that you needed to be true to yourself. That's right. And I find that 
really interesting with drag because <sighs> there are two people. There's you there people. and there's your drag character. So when That's you're being right. true to yourself, who are you being true to? It's just when you express yourself. Like, you have to distinguish these two. You can make mm -hmm. the jokes, you can make people laugh, you can mm -hmm. say stupid things, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you have to be aware of your surroundings and what's happening. Because mm -hmm. the intention is not to offend anybody. Oh, why not? Offend? Yeah. You can, if you're really that bold of a drag queen, but how people will perceive you. Will they perceive you as a bitch, or will they perceive you as a great performer? Yeah, well, okay, and maybe I'm interpreting the word offend in a different way. Right. But, like, art should be pushing boundaries, right? Right. It should. It, it is. Insecurities also play a big role here. I have an insecurity. Nobody's perfect. And doing drag and mm -hmm. standing on the stage, mm -hmm. it's something that really takes really big balls just yeah. to stand there and just be who you are. Mm. I'm still learning and drag is not overnight thing. Mm. Drag takes years. But that's what I'm saying. That's the super interesting thing that like you have to stand there and be yourself, but you're not being yourself whilst you're standing there. That That's where the delusion part comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm plenty yeah. delusional. I can get into this. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you go. And just knowing, knowing how to read the whole room and owning that you're in drag, it's just the best thing that really can... I found out that a lot of queens here are... Of the new queens, not the queens that already have shows, mm. they're, some of the new queens are getting intimidated by me. I'm like, why do they get intimidated by me? A bit of a humble brag here. I know, right? <laughs> I guess when I'm in drag and I'm like, I know how to posture myself and when I talk and I'll give them the look and it's just, I don't know. I own it. So do I get to see what the look is? Uh, uh, I don't know how you can, I, I don't know how I can do this. Give me the look. Give it to me. There you go, darling. Oh. I'm just going to read you from top to the bottom. I'm like, okay, let me do this. Bam, bam. Oh, yeah, I'm intimidated. Yeah. I, please don't be. I'm a really sweetheart. Uh, so let's go back to Bonnie. Yes. And this life before drag, this life when you were maybe kind of out but not out, but going out. Right. <laughs> why, when we were talking about having this conversation and having this interview, why was Bonnie the place that you thought we should talk about? Because I've, it reminded me of a place here in America mm. and how this place here, it's more open for people. And uh, Bonnie was also part of that, like, openness and bringing communities together. And... Parts of it is because at that time it was when when I was in Macedonia it was still open and working and I was going hanging out to people mm -hmm. and it kind of stick to my head and stick to a part of who I am and the fact that I closed years ago and every time when I go to Macedonia even last year when I went to Macedonia I passed through Boni and I'm like oh wow I remember this place I used to hang out here. Aww. So what did Boni teach you about yourself? What did Boni teach me? Not to look at people with uh, side eyes. Why? It's fun. It's 
איזה נאב. It's be more open. That's what this actually told me. It's just like these spaces are for everybody. And just be who you are. Accept who you are and accept the surroundings and community around you. And also, like, learning about going out in gay places in general. Wait, wait, wait. So what did it teach you about going to gay places? Are you talking about, like, etiquette and rules? No, uh, not really. It's just, like, I know there's more gay places than that particular bar. Like, I can explore. You know okay. what I mean? For more exploration. Like, different music, different crowds, different people. And it, it gave me that liberty. It gave me that boost that I needed. Mm. And if you could go back in time and... And I would do exactly the same thing that I described. <laughs> no, no, let me finish my question. <laughs> Found the younger you. What advice would you give him? Uh, don't hide. Be yourself. Be honest with people. Don't hold back. Just be who you are. Because time changes, you're going to grow up eventually and you'll understand more things in life and then you can decide of what you want to do. That would be, I guess, advice I would give myself. And start practicing in six-inch heels? Yes. Plus, and please wear corsets. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any memories of Bonnie? or clubbing from your own queer scene that you want to share. Well, if you do, I would love to hear a little bit more. So why not get in touch? I want to create the biggest online record of people's memories and stories of queer clubbing, but I need your help. Go to lostspacespodcast.com and find the section Share a Lost Space to tell me all about what it is you got up to. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where my handle is Lost Spaces Pod. Whilst you're there, find out more about Rhonda by following her on Instagram at miss.rondaview, R-O-N-D-A-V-U. And if you couldn't keep up with my fast spelling there, don't worry, the address is in the show notes for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you subscribed, left a review on your podcast platform, or just told other people who you think might be interested in giving it a little listen to. My name is Kay Anderson and you have been listening to Lost Spaces.